0: Blob Talk Radio Welcome to Dream Elite Radio More young and all stars Check it out, huh
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast here on Dreamlypro.com. Thank you very much for joining me. Second podcast back in three years. We can't beat it. Talking to great folks, all my ladies, all my bros in different area codes. Thank you very much. So before we bring on Sheena Star, a couple of house cleaning items, if you will. Shout out to ECF. I just did commentary, just got back from commentary for their internationally dis- distributed pay-per-view on Flight Planet TV. Could have been better vibes. It was good vibes, great drinks, great people, great fights. I mean, you couldn't have beaten it. So, shout out to ECF. Thank you very much for letting me do commentary on their show. I fought for them twice. An amazing company. I loved it. Also, big shout out. It's going to be Bellator at 222 tomorrow, live from Madison Square Garden on uh, Paramount. I believe they're still on Paramount. So, shout out to Whitney the Bully and the squad from Brooklyn MMA. Those guys will be representing. Phil Hawes, uh, who is actually a coach over at my gym in Hoboken. He'll be fighting with the mad scientist, Danny Carbonelli, who is actually my boxing coach. He'll be in his corner. Um, And also, you know, contrary to popular belief, Dylan Dennis, who also comes around the Hoboken um, territory and also trains with Hoboken Jiu-Jitsu, couldn't be a nicer guy. Every time I've ever ran into him, don't believe everything you read on the internet, my friend, because Dylan Dennis is actually an incredible guy. Every time I ran into him, super nice, super humble, and he'll be fighting, so I want to wish the best of luck to those guys. i got a birthday party to go to, so otherwise I would be there, Madison Square Garden, but for everybody that's going to be watching, I'm going to be dragged to this fucking birthday party. God help me, but, you know, I have friend obligations. So shout out to those boys, Whitney the bully. Uh, Terry Gold, who is the coach at Brooklyn MMA, Phil Hawes, Dylan Dennis. Best of luck to those gentlemen. Uh, in just a little bit, in just about two minutes, I'm going to bring on Sheena Starr. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she's probably one of my favorite individuals in the sport because she contributes so much to the sport besides just fighting. Uh, she is coming off a win in bare-knuckle fighting. Um, I have, uh, you know, I have a couple of, uh, you know, thoughts about bare knuckle fighting you know i and especially when it first came up i was like holy shit bare knuckle fighting i mean are we going back to 1993 but you know i watched the event i watched bare knuckle fighting and it all the misconceptions i ever had about it completely wrapped up especially watching my buddy fight we'll also talk about the infamous t-shirt that everybody knows and loves because she went fucking viral (laughs) and when i was watching First I saw her weigh-ins with a t-shirt saying I have no tits, but I I laughed at it because I I know her sense of humor. But then she showed up to the fight saying Hillary Clinton's a cunt. (laughs) And the next day I'm like, well, that's not going to be good. The next day, of course, on Google everywhere, everyone's talking about the Hillary Clinton's a cunt t-shirt. I think I actually saw a Hillary Clinton fake profile or it's a real profile saying how disgusting of a lady she is. Probably a fan page, fuck them. But, like, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, she also fought for Ryzen. If you're not familiar with Ryzen, it's actually a promotion up in Japan, Uh very popular promotion. It is the uh, UFC equivalent in Japan, and she actually fought there. And two years ago, she told the best story ever. Uh, her and I were talking about it, and she told me an incredible story about her journey up in Japan. So I can't wait to hear it. And she's been in the game for so long. She works with the UFC as an inspector. She's done commentary. She's done pretty much fucking everything. So I can't wait to bring her on the show. Uh, Also, big shout-out to John Gunther, who joined me last week, and my good friend Lena, who joined me last week. Positive feedback from the show. I'm hypercritical because, of course, I'm just naturally hypercritical, but I want to shout-out to those folks. Next week, we're going to bring on Chris Imperiali, who's my high school buddy. He also runs a gym up in Arizona, and two top prospects who are one fought for the contender and now is going to the UFC, and her brother too. Both of them, both siblings are in MMA, which is incredible. So I'm going to bring on my good buddy, Miss Sheena Star. How are you?
2: I'm just living the dream in the great north.
1: <laughs> are you on the porch right now?
2: Yeah, I actually am. I'm looking at this really long fucking grass I have in my backyard, and I haven't been able to mow it because it's, you know, rained for four days, so. So what have you been up to? Um, I'm just all over the place. I've I've been up to a lot. Basically, I've been up to outside, enjoying the outdoors. As you know where I live, like, I basically live in the winter toilet bowl of the Midwest, and I get a ton of snow here, and it hangs out until, I don't know, probably about three weeks ago. So, I've been enjoying outside, growing my earth, you know, Fighter type stuff. Very good.
1: I hope you have a joint rolled up for this episode, because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. All right, looking forward to it already. Let's
2: do it. Perfect.
1: All right, so I have a couple Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it, okay, because, of course, you went viral for the T-shirt. Everyone wants to talk about the <coughs> T-shirt. So, uh, yeah, so I have a, I, I have a couple ideas myself because, um, you know, I do T-shirts. I do design a T-shirt. So if, if I may, I like to throw a couple of Hillary Clinton T-shirts your way. If you don't like it, just pass it off. But if you do like it, yay or nay, you know what I'm saying?
2: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, what you got?
1: Okay, I'll leave it to your genius, and you you be the judge, okay? So if you – if the the crowd that's listening, if you hear this, that means Sheena likes the T-shirt. But if you hear this, Sheena says to go fuck my idea. So are you ready, Sheena?
2: Yeah, it's like Night at the Apollo. Remember that shit? It's gone, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, that's old school. Wow, bring it back, Sheena. Wow. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay, first third idea. Are you ready, Cena? Ready. Okay. Viagra takes Hillary Clinton to get soft. Uh, no. Lame. No. Ah. No. Damn. Okay. Let me try something else. Okay, let me hit you with this one. Okay, ready? Yeah. AIDS tested positive for Hillary Clinton. No. God, no. Oh. That's
0: horrible.
1: oh, That's horrible.
0: No, no, oh,
1: no. Cool. Okay. One. <laughs> oh, for two. God damn it. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Hillary Clinton is Justin Bieber's uncle. Yes.
2: That one's cool. <laughs> that okay. one can stay.
1: <laughs> okay. Here we go. Ready? Dad jokes laugh at Hillary Clinton. No, <laughs> okay. I had mixed feelings about that. I didn't think you were gonna like it, but I had to put it in there. Okay, ready? Dad jokes, dads don't give a fuck about <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> okay, so here's the next one. Okay, ready? Yeah, Hillary Clinton is a fifth lord, is a what. Is a Sith Ward, you know, like Star Wars. I don't know if you watch Star Wars or anything, but like a Sith Ward, you know, like Darth Vader. Probably worse. Yeah. Oh, Sith. Sith, Sith. Sith. Sith, Sith. Sith, 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 Sith yeah, yeah. That,
2: that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, just because I didn't get it in the beginning. That's it. Someone else on that phone. Oh, I don't care.
1: <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. Man, I'm failing you tonight. Okay. Here we go. All right. This is my big one. Here we go. Okay. Hillary Clinton email server is
2: at ummail.com. dot com. Get it, Ummail? Eh, eh? No, that's totally lame. Sounds like something my kid oh. would do. <laughs> He's twelve. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, here we go.
1: Gina? I'm picky. Okay. Wait, what?
2: I said I'm picky. I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like
1: it. You're a creative genius. Okay, I got this. Okay, are you ready for the next one? Yep. Okay. Hillary Clinton's vagina looks like Gary Coleman.
2: No. Why are you gonna do oh. Gary like that? What what Gary do to you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. can't do okay. dirty like that, man. All right, Tina,
1: this is gonna be better, I promise you, okay? Here we go. Are
2: you All ready? Right.
1: Yeah. Gary Coleman's vagina looks like Hillary Clinton.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay, that one can stay. Perfect. <laughs> and last but not least, fuck Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that one can definitely stay. Okay.
1: Okay. I I I I was at my best, but um, I I just want to throw a couple ideas your way, but I appreciate your uh. You know, Am so I honestly telling
2: you that most of us?
1: I'm sorry. I apologize. So, I, I, I have a question for you. So, like, to be honest, I didn't even know you were into politics until, like, you know, I was watching your event and I... I'm I, not really into honest. politics.
2: I'm not really? into politics. See, that's... No, that's the thing. See, I have a Navy SEAL friend of mine that Works your detail and the horror stories that that it, it was it was it was horrible. She's a very, very shitty human being, put it that way. You know, so I was like, Yeah, well, I'm gonna over hey, you know what? I'm gonna wear this for you. So I contacted my T shirt guy, like real quick. Like he did it like last minute, like two days. Fucking ordered me a rash guard, like like crap in and I'm like Dude. put on Billy <laughs> Clinton is a cunt on the front of this and then I had my other sponsor in the back. And he's just like, he just never surprised me. All right, whatever. You have to pick it up at the house because we don't got time for shipping. I also right, got right. in trouble for if that, too. Really? <laughs> well, well what apparently the the, pro, the promoter didn't know. David Feldman didn't know. I thought he did. I thought he did because I, like, I told everybody, I showed everybody my shirt. They're like, fucking serious. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Sam Schumacher, instantly a fan, you know? So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Did you expect that you would get that response though? Like, did you expect the next no, day? No, not yet? at all. Oh. No, yeah. I was in the wow. south
2: though, so you know that's a that's a sure fair way to get some get some extra fans real quick. Get that mental boost as you're going in. I was in the south, so they were uh, they enjoyed that. Right. <laughs> but you still
1: won. I mean, you won the fight in impressive fashion. I mean, it, it was an incredible victory. I was cheering you on here from New Jersey, but. Um so what was the response like cuz you donated to charity and by the way you were so pro for the troops and I respect that of you but what was the re- what was the response like were people reaching out to you angry upset
2: was everything smooth over oh, when you, uh, you know you? even even before you know I I just decided to do that and you know donate it to a veterans charity uh, you know, the, the reason I did that, I was like, holy shit, man, this thing's, you know, pretty popular. I should, you know, take advantage of this and put it towards the greater good, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's Internet trolls, man. They're horrible. Oh, feminists? Oh, they were coming after me hard. How dare you use that word? Degrade women, da, da, da. And I just, you know, tell them to put on their pussy hats and get over it, you know. Play with some Play-Doh. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. It is, right. You know, but. We're, we're, famous. oh, and that the was, Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey from in living color. when he had the pigtails? It like mm-hmm. kind of looks like my hair. Uh, Jim Carrey, when he had like the uh, what was that? Was it a show? I think that was, yeah, hey, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, in living color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in yeah,
0: color.
2: yeah. Oh, it looked just like yeah. it. Oh, they were making memes. I was memes. I was in so many memes. <laughs> huh. Well, it's okay. No, I mean, it, was, it, 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 it was just a stupid to... t-shirt, though. It was just a shirt. It was just a fucking stupid shirt, you know? And I'm like, holy crap. But, hey, it was smart, though. It was smart. It was, it was really fucking smart. And, and
1: it, it doesn't take away from the fact that you won that fucking fight in impressive fashion. Oh, I had to. I had
2: to. All oh, the trolls would have got me hard, man. I'm so glad I won. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that I really and, don't really give a shit, but it, you know, winning yeah. helps most definitely. It was cool. It was like she wore that shirt and she won. Ah, I'm a fan.
1: Right, right, right. Okay. So, 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 coming off the win and congratulations on that. Again, I was hearing yawn. I'm a friend and I'm a fan. But like, what was the experience like actually fighting for bare knuckle fighting? What What was the experience like? Um, it,
2: what, with fighting. Just you know, you know the day I fought, or because I've I've been there, I've been there for every single one of their shows, but one, you know what I mean? And you know, you know I coach Tony Lopez, so when he fights, I mean I've always been there. Like we were in Cancun, the Mexico show. It's like I've I've seen these guys start from finally being able to do this legally to just like growing at like such a fast rate, and just how everybody you know operates and all that, and and the fighting, the fighting aspect of it's cool. It's, it's unique. It's unique, you know? Right. And that's why there's, like, so much back and forth over this, you know, Polly and Artem fight over this weekend, because nobody knows what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> Anything can right. happen, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but you
1: fought, you, you fought a majority of your career in MMA, so, like, what was the difference between the experience in MMA? See, in MMA, and-
2: in... Right. Well, in MMA, you know, it's. Let me think of the best way to put it. Master of none. If that makes sense. You right. You know, of your disciplines, your fighting styles. Whether you know it's Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu or you know, um, wrestling or uh, Taekwondo or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like a, nobody's a master of one. So, it's uh. Right. It's harder training on your body and everything. I don't like grappling. You know, I got like nerve damage and crap and. It's uh it's hard to, it's hard to grapple it's hard to grapple and if you're a good striker and you're southpaw, you know like I am, then you, you everybody takes you down <laughs> and it just and it sucks and it sucks it's not fun for me I'd rather stand and bang you know be in my little comfort zone there you know and I can just really. Right. Uh, I don't know. I lost my total train of thought because I thought this semi was gonna hit this car here in my backyard. I'm like, uh, squirrel. Sorry about that. Was there about to be a car? Right. No, it's just cool. It's just cool, man. Less injury. Less injury. You know, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever took a fucking knee to the face. You know, that shit hurts. All right, I've seen people get split open six ways from Sunday from elbows and knees. I've seen limbs get snapped in half. How I broke a girl's leg in half uh in 2011 you know i mean i have other injuries you know sustained like this one girl i threw a knee at her face so hard it blew her sinuses all the way into her cavities and she's got plates in her face like fuck (laughs) you know bare knuckle it's just you know it's just it's surface damage man you know we're not getting our limbs snapped and fucking all this other crazy shit it's so much easier on your body you know i really i i I think that
1: and and, you know like because I was thinking about your career and of course I I've watched your career and I've watched it blossom and you, you're, you're one of the old school veterans. And I, I think like, I've always had this stigma towards like bare knuckle fighting, like, Oh, you're bringing back the sports in 1993. Cause Rico Rodriguez who actually comes by my gym, and I thought a great fighter like him should not be in bare-knuckle fighting, especially when it first was coming up, because it's taking the sport back to 93. And I thought the same thing, and just being honest and transparent with you, I thought the same thing with you. Like, a great fighter like you, a veteran of the game, should not be in bare-knuckle fighting. Like, what do you feel about – and, of course, all the – by the way, all the misconceptions I had about bare-knuckle fighting solved when I saw the first event. But, like, what do you feel about the overall stigma? About the onlooker that doesn't understand like MMA and fighting itself, what, what do you feel about the overall stigma or the misconceptions about bare knuckle fighting?
2: Um, it, it's it's because bare knuckle fighting cuts are more likely to happen. You know, almost every single fight somebody gets split open. You know, they see blood and they you know instantly think, oh my god, that's got to be horrible. That's got to be horrible. You know, but unless they actually understand that surface damage versus you know taking a you know shin kick to the you know to the head or you know it's it's less dangerous you know it's it's kind of too early to say yet because it's only been here for a year you know they've been doing it over in the UK for a while you know sure you'll get broken hands and um you know cuts on the face but it's uh it's just really the cuts. They freak people out, you know, but, you know, they're going to get used to it because <laughs> it's not going anywhere, so it's it's uh it's it's just that, you know. It's, yeah. you know, and they're only two-minute rounds. They're only two-minute rounds, okay? MMA rounds, that's five minutes. Okay, that's five minutes of, like, hard ass work, and that's hard. That's hard. I mean, five minutes doesn't seem a lot, but it seems like a freaking eternity. When you're in there, two minutes is a lot better, <laughs> you know, and you only got to do five of them, so... It's it's less. It's less.
1: Right, but like, do you? So, so my question, and and based on what you just told me, because you're you're selling me on on bare knuckle fighting just by talking to you. Like, do you pr- plan on pursuing bare knuckle fighting full time, or do you plan on switching off to MMA? Like, what's what's the career game plan? You know,
2: you know, um, I do, I just kind of wing it. I try not to have too many game plans because shit changes so much. So I've, you know, I kind of know, you know, the direction I want. And I really feel comfortable so far at, you know, bare knuckle boxing. You know, I I turn 36 in a couple weeks. You know what I mean? I know I don't look that (laughs) old, but um, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, I work out and I eat good. But um, it's like I'm I'm not gonna be doing this forever. I'm not gonna be doing this forever. So I'm just gonna. Give it, give it a, give it a go, and then uh, pick what else I want to do. You know, I cut man crap. I work for Glory on the fourth. Always fall back. You. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited for that. I freaking love Glory.
1: <laughs> I okay. love going in there. So is that your so because you're exactly jack phrase many trades, where you do commentating, you were a UFC inspector, like you've done your cut man work and everything. So when you decide to hang it up, and it's probably the hardest thing for a fighter to actually hang it up and say, okay, I'm going to be done with this shit. Fucking punch in the face. But, like, uh, when is your exit... Like, what's... When do you plan on leaving, and what's your exit strategy? Do you want to go, like, with Cutman commentating, um, fucking, and being an inspector for the UFC? Like, what exactly is your exit strategy, and when, when do you plan on leaving?
2: Uh, I'm... Really like channeling my inner Tony Lopez, you know, because <laughs> friend of mine, I'm like, man, if he can do that for that long, you know, granted, he's, you know, built like a big Samoan, but uh, it's like, I could do it. I could do it a little bit longer, but, you know, I'll know. I'll know. You know, I don't know an exact date or time or anything, just when I know I don't want to, you know, put my body through that, And you know, the training and, you know the dieting, and you know the constant time away from other things you could be doing besides going to the gym. You know, five days a week. You know, right. what do I do? I'll come in. I mean, I'll probably stay matchmaking and you know do my cutman, do my cutman deal.
1: Right, right. You know, and couple, you
2: right manage and you know stuff like that. You know, always involved. Always doing something.
1: And, and it must be because you're also you're a parent. You're also you have so many different duties and, and that you serve, like you know, matchmaker, cutman, and also on the personal side, you're also uh, a mom.
2: Yeah, and I play too. You find, it's crazy.
1: I don't know. Okay, how do you find balance? How, how do
2: you find balance with all that? I just prioritize along the way, you know, because cutman that isn't all the time, you know, like I'll I'll work. Mm-hmm sometimes every weekend for a month and then I'll work once a month for the next three months, you know? So it's like, it's on an com basis, you know? So, you know, right. as long as the kids don't have you know birthday or something planned or anything like that, you know, it's like, I go. So, you know, it's not all the time. Matchmaking, that, that one takes a little time because the am on the damn phone. Um, yes. You know, and that's usually for about three and a half months, 24 hours a day. <laughs> if anybody's a matchmaker, that's they, a they, they feel much. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and matchmaking too is a pain in the ass because if someone drops, you have to find another person, and blah 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 blah. Oh, I always have backups
2: on backups, man. You know, it's just uh, I like it So I get to set my friends up together in a cage and watch them try to kill each other. It's just like I get entertainment out of it. Just cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so the the craziest story, and and you told me this two years ago. But it, it it made me respect you even more than I already do. But like the craziest fucking oh, no. story you ever told me. Yeah, when you told me about. Oh you know, no. So for people that people that know this, but she fought for Ryzen on like a whim notice, and she was called up to fucking Japan, and she flew to Japan, and it was like, can you, just, can you please re- refresh my memory? And everybody else. Are you me talking about, about me- your,
2: your, Are you talking about? Are you talking about Media Day? Yeah, yeah,
1: like Ryzen. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah.
2: And 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 they and they and they asked me where I what I wanted to do in Japan. Is that what you are talking about?
1: Pretty much, like when you fought for Ryzen, that entire experience. You got to meet Gabby Garcia, which is awesome. But like, what what was the entire? Oh yeah, experience yeah, like yeah, you yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I got to meet Gabby. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one. No, when we had to, like the press conference day, someone one of the people asked me, and they're like, "What do you want to do out here in Japan?" I'm like, Well, I at, I seen on Google, there's this. Japanese ass eating restaurant where you could go in and I just want to have the Japanese eat my ass before I go home and then that was my last question <laughs> <laughs> and they were straight faced as hell they were straight faced as hell not one smile oh well, well wait a minute there was one bazillion guy over there fucking cracking the fuck up but everybody else is like just stone cold stone face man and they're like oh okay they like took it like it was like oh hey shit okay whatever like they do that <laughs> do on Tuesdays it? or something
1: how the fuck did a country girl like you get involved with the, the folks in fucking Japan? <laughs> like, that's my question. How, how how do you rise and get in contact with you?
2: Like, what oh, you should have seen my white tattooed unicorn ass walking around downtown Tokyo covered in tattoos. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, again, yeah, I walked out to EVE and he's swearing and cussing. and I was dressed like Harley Quinn. I was American in that bitch. Morrowend. Yeah. We can. Talking to Marga yeah Marga. But uh right. Okay. So it's actually kinda of funny you ask that story because the Hooters girl that's fighting on Bellator uh, tonight. Um this is how I got right. to fight at Ryzen. All right. Well she wow. was she was originally supposed to fight me uh, it was it was for this title fight whatever. Well what? she got bribed by this chick's management to back out of my fight and fight him at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. So she backed out of my fight, and then the day of her fight she's freaking out because her coach bailed on her, and she messaged wow. me crying so wow. I packed up my sh- I packed up my shit, and I drove four hours away and I went and wrapped her hands and I coached her through a five round title fight and then I oh, called shit. out the girl and then I called out the girl's management for being a hoe, <laughs> <laughs> you know and and told and told and told, and told them to fuck off and you know, and I I would always... Get, well, I know the matchmaker. I know the matchmaker for Ryzen because he was like, king of the cage a long time ago. So, you know, he sometimes will you know, ask suggestions on girls and ask, you know, help match, or you know, whatever, and he was trying to match her. And I kept turning them all down, and I told him that story. I'm like, dude, let me fight her. Because of her, I lost my title fight, and I'm pissed off. But here's the story <laughs> that goes along with it. I didn't I didn't backlash my opponent because I knew she needed cash, so... I wasn't going to give a shit, but instead I went down there and I coached her. <laughs> He's like, what? Who the fuck does that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I was like, sweet. in yeah, the rest was history. I went over to Japan. It was great. So, so you got
1: you went to Japan because the original matchmaker was from King of the Cage and now works for Ryzen, and he gave the call like you know you look like a bad motherfucker mother. do you want to come to Japan for this Grand Prix tournament? like is that much-
2: <laughs> no no he actually asked me he actually asked me he's like you'll take that fight because it was out of my weight class she was one twenty five mm-hmm. I always fought straw weight which is a weight class below that you know ten pound difference whatever so uh, right. I, I wanted to go to J- japan though like at the stadium i can't even say it right i feel so bad so the name of them. thank is, you you the know hollow okay. fucking ground and i'm like holy crap why wouldn't i take this opportunity why wouldn't i do that i'll train real yeah. hard and i'll try my best you know yeah exactly. that was that was awesome
1: yeah, and, and what what was it like walking out? Because the Thomas Super Arena, it, people listening don't fucking know it because I'm a giant nerd. Oh, fan. dude, I'm the adrenaline dumped
2: me. The adrenaline you dumped really? me. We had to do that walkout ceremony, you know, deal, where like you know they walk everybody out and you know shooting fire and drums. Right and we used to look at talk. We used to look at talk as they ass hit a drum, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he wears the sumo panties, you see his booty, he's up there, it's so fucking cool though, but uh, I was the second fight, so they put me back in this glove room, and I didn't have my coaches or anything, and fucking Tony Birchak had the translator, and everybody speaks Japanese, and, you know, there I am, like, oh, what do I do, so I'm just doing jumping jacks back there, no water, I'm like, oh, I need to warm up, hello, and finally, like the last second, my coach come running and shove a mouth guard in my mouth and this, um, the coordinator came in and said, you go up, you go up right now, like push me up these stairs. I had like three seconds and the walls move out and there's like 38,000 people there and there's... Pyrotechnics and lasers I'm like okay I guess I gotta go fight now (laughs) So (laughs) Yeah that was great That was great I'm walking down And then my coach goes to grease my face And they don't let him They're like we don't do that here I'm like what the fuck You know that threw me off (laughs) It was bad man It felt like I was like trying to fight underwater It was horrible Never got an adrenaline dump Never Not like that And it was fucking horrible It was horrible (laughs)
1: My, my question, too, is um, – and just a follow-up question, like – and I, I wish I asked you this, like, fucking two years ago when we were actually talking about it. But, like, so when you're fighting in Japan, it, it, is it exactly as sad as, like, some of the Americans who fought the fight complain about, like, everyone's scare right up? And, like, if you're American fighting a Japanese guy, guess what, bitch? You're at just a Like, we're going to make life as miserable as humanly possible for you. Like, is it – was it like that? Everybody, or do you feel like –
2: uh, like, what do you- I, no, man, you know, just, if you don't know something, you got to ask, you can't assume people are going to tell you shit, you know, it's, it's, it's not in a brochure, but yeah, no, everybody's on fucking steroids, not everybody, but just about everybody, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> That's okay. it, it, comes, it, it, it comes at a price, they get tired quicker. I get tired quicker. I've had people on steroids. It ain't that big of a deal as so they make it sound. Maybe if you're a dude, you know, I don't know.
1: Or Vandale Silva back in the day. Remember that, remember fucking back in like 2002, 2003, Vandale Silva fucking running train on everybody, just killing everybody. Like, do you think like back then, back in those days, everyone was on steroids? Like, just as, as an MMA
2: expert. It's like some form, you- yeah. You know, I say let them do it, man. I mean, Fuck, man, training alone, you get injured to hell. You know? When you get injured, what do they give you at the doctor? Fucking steroids, cortisone, something. Help you heal. You know, these guys got, you know, they're better, but everybody's all fucking hurt fucked up all the time. Training's real, man. You get hurt. You get hurt, fuck, man. Before Tokyo, I had a broken foot from kicking my instructor's elbow. He blocked a kick with his elbow on accident. He broke it through my shin guard. I was pissed. But... Make the
1: tape. Yeah, yeah, those were the good old days, though. Everyone roided up. Let's just throw them in the fucking ring. Everyone roided up, roid raging, killing each other. I mean, like how how long did you follow Mixed Martial Arts before you actually got into it? Like, what what would, not what really you... a lot. Like
2: I would watch it back in the day, and I always watch Chuck Liddell. He was one of my favorites. So I'm a favorite. I always I always love that guy because he was just like. Mean looking. Remind me of uh my uh, high school gym teacher, just fucking mean as hell looking like that, had the fucking block chest, like, dude, this is so badass. You know, but i never really like followed it, followed it. I I raced. I raced like moto and stadium trucks and shit. You know, I wasn't I wasn't really into fighting very much until probably I don't know. I think I was like twenty seven. I was a I was a late I was a late comer. <laughs> so I came in late. It's okay. I got (laughs) it.
0: So, like,
1: you have your entry uh, point. You have your exit strategy. So, like, what's on the horizon for you? Like, what do you want to accomplish before you actually, like, hang up the gloves and say, okay, I'm going to call it a day. This is a career. I had a great journey. That's the best thing.
2: There's there's nothing to hang up. I don't use gloves. (laughs) We don't use gloves. (laughs) I know what you meant, though. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I don't know. Coffee? I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna do as much cool shit and do as much shit as I possibly can while I can, and then what I end up with, I'll be fucking satisfied with, this because I'm not giving myself a, I'm not setting myself any limits to plateau. I just go until, till I stop. Kind of like Forrest Gump when he ran, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Fuck yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like the same. Perfect. So.
1: Now now we get to the portion, at the, the end portion, where rapid-fire questions. So I put on Instagram for people to ask, like, any random questions for both you and me and, like, just random fucking questions. So I'm going to hit you with a bunch of random questions, answer as honestly as humanly possible. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer. But are you ready for some rapid-fire questions from people that are listening to this podcast?
2: Oh, Jesus. All right, let's do it. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I'm gonna be honest completely. Okay. Fair warning. Okay. All right. Okay, perfect. Sheena's gonna be
1: honest. And I love Sheena being honest. Okay, so here we go. Number one. Okay. Tony asks, who is your dream opponent? In in any life for in any genre, in any like uh generation, what's your dream opponent?
2: Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony. Cause I wanna, <laughs> yeah, because I, cause I want to <laughs> kill her. I fuck
1: I oh, my God. Great. Right. Okay,
2: so. I just saw the most hated two. woman at the moment, and then she popped up first. Oh, she's the fucking worst.
1: I, I would love to watch you punch her <laughs> and punch her in face. Oh, man, I would pay to fucking see that. Okay, number two. <laughs> Tony also asked, <laughs> what's your, Tina, what is your biggest pet peeve?
2: Bad parents.
1: Love it. Perfect.
2: Bad okay. parents. Don't be, sh- don't be
1: shitty parents. Stop it. <laughs> and, and you're an awesome parent, so you know a lot about shitty parents because you can see the comparison, you versus anybody else. So I got you. So, <laughs> n- a- a- sorry, I, I just want to dust your shoulder off. I'm sorry. I got to hype you up. Okay, number three. Eric asks, what's your favorite food?
2: Sushi. Oh. Definitely. I eat sushi everywhere I possibly can when I travel. My Mine favorite. is
1: actually crab cakes. Do you like crab cakes? I actually love cra- crab cakes.
2: Crab cake? Yeah. It's okay. It's got crab bread me? in it. Oh, crab sure cakes. Know. Crab I cakes know. are good. I dig them.
1: Okay, so number four. Amy asks, what's the weirdest message you have ever received on Facebook?
2: <laughs> oh. The weirdest one? I'm just trying to think mm-hmm. of what Middle Eastern man I want to share a story about. Hold on.
1: Nope. No truck has <laughs> arrived, buddy. <baby. laughs>
2: right. Probably the dude that wanted to pay me to take pictures of my feet in men's mouth. It was pretty weird. Wait, what the fuck did he say? What do you want to do? Yeah, You heard me right. I'm like, oh, it's probably, it's probably the guy Yeah, he messaged me. He wanted me to... Uh, no, he had a foot fetish, and he wanted... No, know if I would be interested, he was going to pay $20 each for me. He wanted me to take pictures of my feet and his mouth, like, 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 shoving my foot, like, painfully in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah, he's just one of the many, many weirdos that female fighters are constant media.
1: Do you, do you feel that's,
2: like, a big problem? Like,
1: even, like, because I've watched Smack Girl. I usually do K trading, so I respected women's MMA from way back in the day. But do you feel like that's still, like, a problem where women are in the sport and they're constantly, like – I I remember back in the day, uh, like, fucking – Beth, Beth Cohera actually put on her Instagram, stop sending me dick pics. Like, do you feel like that's still a problem, females in the sport? Like, th- there was, like, a misconception where guys are just fucking retards and, like, send messages like that. Like, yeah. do you feel
2: it's still a problem? You know, it's it's always gonna be like that. It's always gonna be a problem, you know. And it it depends how you put yourself out there too, you know. If, I mean, if you're putting yourself out there and you're pos you know, lingerie pictures and naked pictures of you with your covering your boxing gloves with your titties and shit and posting them on a public account, you're gonna draw in the fucking weirdos. and just kind of asking for it at that point, you know. If you, if, if you do it that way, you just ignore them. You know, don't let it get to you or anything, you know. Right, right. Good point. That's okay, That's the way, that's so the way I five. look at
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And fuck all those guys. So if you message girls or like women or any women anywhere and you do that, like – I used to have a to couple det- fighters
2: that did that, and I would send them to our commission referee and piss them off. And so he's like, yeah, how do you like seeing everybody's dick? You get to Let go wrestle next you. weekend. That's going to be awkward. I'm, <laughs> I'm so
1: glad I grew up with all women. I'm so glad. Shout out to my three sisters who are probably listening. Thank God I grew up with some respect. You guys, fuck all you guys. Okay, continuing. Sorry. Yeah, I, it's gross. Okay.
2: Don't do it. It's okay. It's
1: okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way, man. Yeah, I'm I'm venting. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I uh digress. Okay. okay, number five. Number five. So, okay, Dave asks, who is your biggest MMA inspiration?
2: Majimi Fuji she's probably is okay. the most, the, she's the goat. She's the greatest of all time. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, your fans nowadays don't know who she is. She's one of the pioneers of uh, female MNA MMA. Um, I think she ended her career as like 41 and two and both her decision, her losses were decisions. She was a phenomenal athlete. And, uh, it was it was just wonderful watching, you know, just, just being able to watch her and follow her career in the early pioneer days. And I don't think anybody is, like, at that level yet at all, like, that can, like, overcome her greatness. <laughs> so she's the greatest of all time.
1: And, and, and she was an amazing fighter, too. But do you also feel, too, that, like, because females – Females MMA and, and women's MMA has evolved so quickly. Do you feel she was so successful beca- because she came at a point before the, like, you know, the Bronner Rouses of the world or, like, the uh, uh, Thug Rose on the and like, everybody like that? Do you feel like no, that?
2: Yeah, no, no, not really. And I don't, you know, I don't think she does either. You know, It's it's always not about fame and being popular and, you know, winning a bunch of fights and, you know, all of that, it's, you know, each individual's own individual journey, you know, and I don't, you know, those things just weren't valued, you know, you're a prize fighter, you're out there getting money and stuff, the money part, yeah, sure, but, you know, as far as, you know, the fame and all that, and, you know, I I think she's just, you know, you'd have to ask her yourself, but, you know, I think she's just perfectly, perfectly content, you know, Without, yeah, without, you know, I mean, she helped bring legitimacy to it, you know what I mean? Like, she was, she was, she was one of the first ones out there, out the gate, looking awesome, you know, not right, not like, you know, what I used to see, you know, coming up when female MMA was sparse and it was basically two untrained girls throwing helicopter swings and dumb shit, you know, on these little local MMA shows, and then, you know. We finally get it on TV, and you know, we got hook and shoot and strike force and all that coming up. And you've seen these women just kicking ass like, holy shit, you've never seen that before, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. They helped mold it, man. They helped mold it. It's the fucking bar. They weren't pussy. Right, I absolutely agree. Great.
1: And, and when somebody gave me – someone gave me a similar argument where, like, Kazushi cause, cause Sakharov was my all-time hero. And somebody said, well, he was dominant at a time where it was okay to be dominant because it was not not John Jones, but, like, he was dominant at a time where nobody was watching, you know? Like, he, he, he helped build the sport for these elite, elite athletes. So I have to agree with you on that one.
2: Right. Yeah, so you get it.
1: You get it. So definitely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. So, so, I think he's the uh, greatest so
0: all-time
1: <laughs> yeah. So my friend, my friend Laura asks.
2: Got me all, you got me all reminiscing, pick? man. I'm just like, oh, I'm not feeling old.
1: We can get, we, we can same. nerd out all day long. I, I'm sure everyone doesn't want to hear it, but we can talk nerd out all day long.
2: So uh,
1: I, I'm uh, such
2: a nerd, man. I'm totally <laughs> a nerd. I am a bunch of Star Wars okay. shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, same, here. same here. You're in good company, my friend. Okay, so continuing on. So Laura asks. What's your favorite cartoon? Oh,
2: my favorite cartoon. Let me just think on that. Just give, just give me, give me a second. Okay. Hmm. I would have to say, freaking Scooby Doo. <laughs> I love Scooby Doo. <laughs> That's a fucking good it one. When I was it kid. It, it was a hard. It was a hard one with the Flintstones. Cause I love the Flintstones, yeah. too. But... Fuck
1: yeah, it was. Now okay. oh. new.
2: <laughs> Fuck all
1: the new cartoons. Okay, so number seven. Okay. So, best pickup line you've ever heard at a bar? Best
2: pickup line? Best pickup line you've ever heard at a bar? I never really, you know, I never really heard any pickup lines. Oh, I I heard one at once, but we all it's not that bad, but it was like, oh, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Or, yeah, that one. And it wasn't to me. It wasn't to me. It was to the girl I was with. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I I mean, guys don't really, y'all don't really use those lame-ass pickup lines. I mean, I see memes and shit on it, but I I would hope people just Would actually use those. (laughs) That's lame. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Okay. So, my buddy Dre asks, what's your favorite 90s rap song?
2: I'm trying to think if it was in the 90s or not. Was it Bouquet? No, it's actually Dayton Family. Dean Dean they're a they're a rap group. They're out of flint. They're out of flint, some local shit. Man, <laughs> Some local shit. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. If holy not shit. that, then I don't know, probably something by Tupac. Cause I love Tupac. He's my favorite. Tupac is the best. I don't have okay, any so, I don't have anything certain. It's too much to think, man. I'll fucking be thinking forever <laughs> and we don't want to do that. Alright, fair enough.
1: Okay, we got a few more to go. Okay. James asks, What's the best MMA play you ever watched?
2: The best MMA fight I've ever watched in person. Um, that oh, would yeah. be Johnny Bedford and Josh Robinson at WXC like four years ago or something like that. I don't right. know. It was the best I fight ever because they just like stood up and beat the crap. Out. It was it was such a competitive fight. It was great. There was so much fun.
1: Perfect. Number ten. Okay, my friend uh, Dan. I grew up with him, by the way. Would you rather be tased or pepper sprayed?
2: Uh, tased, because that shit will go away in a minute, and pepper spray burns for like an hour.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be tased either. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number 11, and it's from our female <laughs> friend, Noel. Are you single? Uh, yeah. Actually, i Perfect. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that question was to me or you, but, like, she asked it, so, like, fuck it. I'll ask you.
2: (laughs) And I'm staying that way. Yeah. Amen,
1: sister. All right. So, and the last and not least, from TJ, issues with parents parking in –
2: what happened (gasps) with that? (laughs) <laughs> you put that on there I thought you forgot Oh my god Okay So if anybody's a parent Anybody's a parent out there And you drive a to school every morning We all have a drop off lane That has a fucking system You know you drive up You stop for a second Your kid gets out of the fucking car And you leave And you drive away Okay well there's used to be this lady That would always Park right in the middle of the drop off lane She'd like drive up And then get out of her vehicle And go inside And there's not much room And we'd have to like drive around her And Well, I don't know, after about six months of ranting stupid videos on Facebook and even asking her, even asking her like, hey, you know, there's a parking spot like six feet away. You know, do you think you can not park in the drop off lane and just go fucking park and walk six more feet? You know, oh, and she was a total bitch and everything about it. So the next day, oh, there's sure shit, there's fucking Ford Explorer parked in the drop off lane. So I go, and I park my car up in front of it, and then I get out, and it's running because it's wintertime. It's running. And I open up her driver's door and I hit the power lock button, and I fucking shut that bitch and got back in my car and drove away. <laughs> uh, I think the next day
0: I, I then she did it again the next day, and
2: I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, I drove by like an hour later, and then tried to break into the back window. But um, it was, <laughs> was yeah, it was like the next day I, Took marine epoxy and epoxied the note on her windshield. This is like super immature and childish, but she drove me nuts. And this is for a long time. And I fought her all year. And I finally won like two months left of school. <laughs> I'm kind of drunk. It's just stupid. It's the stupidest story ever. But oh, I used to like post these adventures every morning on Facebook. And I'd like tag the school, check in at the school, and it'd be public. And like all the parents and Gayla are like her fist bumping you we hate that cunt too fucking every day she's such a
0: bitch
2: ah <laughs> so hor- so horrible fucking country shit oh my god I'm not proud of it okay I'm not proud of it I'm not I'm not condoning it in any way whatsoever but she pissed me off that's some
1: country ass shit and like so, I oh, Listen, that's some country ass shit. But like, my dad was super country, and you, I talked, to, and I told you about my dad. But like, he would have been,
2: yeah, you would have been his favorite fighter without question. So, oh no, there's I, so I, much, there's so much stuff. Like, I had like a uh, um, offensive bar stickers. I would put those on the back of that one. Said like, "Fuck your white Jesus." So, uh, I put some bad crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and I took video of all of it. <laughs> Everything my, it was so stupid.
1: Yeah. I was so bored, obviously. My dad, my dad, in his truck was more like Dale Earnhardt stickers and all that shit, and just it hit on his deathbed. Literally stuck up the middle finger to Obama. I'm not even kidding. <laughs>
0: oh Jesus, <laughs> that's horrible. He sounds great. Crazy, like, I he was
1: he was on uh, uh, not ISIS. I was thinking ISIS, but he was on Hospice, and we were literally by the. I was by his bedside, and he was sleeping. And then Obama went on the television and all I see was his middle finger being raised ever so slightly. So on his desk, that's he gave What with a Obama. great memory. Like,
2: I mean <laughs> political sure, but what a great memory. That's 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 awesome.
1: He went out that's, with a champ. Cool. But like nevertheless, ma'am, uh I leave the floor to you, my great friend. I'm a fan, I'm a friend. I'll always be supporting you until the day you and I go under so any shout outs you want to give anything you want to give while uh before we uh we depart um
2: no not really shout outs just like hey thanks everyone you know thanks bear knuckle fighting championships They're, they've been they've been really good. they've been really good to me they've been really good to me and you know just Thanks for being awesome, guys, and you know taking care of your people for sure. You know they do too. It's just like such a breath of fresh air, you know. Um that, uh, that's it. Oh, thanks for bringing me on. You know, fuck man, I'm really special. Thanks for fuck bringing yeah. me on. It's been yeah. fun. Fuck
1: yeah! Okay. In
2: be... Yeah, but when's the time do you fight? we can all see you fight? Uh, you know what? Actually, um, Matchmaker's just talking to him. A couple of days ago and he's like, Oh well it's looking like August tenth and well because Beck decided to, you know, jump ship um, before she had to fight anybody tough now they're gonna do a uh I think they said eight woman or six woman tournament or something like that. Maybe it's a six woman tournament for the belt. And I know a couple that's in there, and there's and there's one. Her name's Amanda Serrano, and she's basically like the Puerto Rican equivalent of our Floyd Mayweather. She's 39-1 pro boxing, and that one loss is to decision. So that's going to be the international title there, man. So uh, we'll see. We'll see who I face on the 10th. See if I pull out of the hat.
1: <laughs> um,
2: um, what's that?
1: I said you absolutely fucking will.
2: And you know you're going to win. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I'm, I've, I've already, you know, really kind of started right now, you know. So, so, you know, it's about it's about that time. It's summer, man. I go for the morning runs in the morning. You know, the drive's a lot quicker because it's not covered in ice and snow everywhere to go to the gym. And it's just, it's cool. It's cool. I'll be ready. I'll give myself that amount of time to just really put in a good camp, so doesn't matter who I get. You know, I'll be ready, basically. Fair plan. enough.
1: You're going to win. And, Shino, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, you're my buddy. You know, I'm always going to be a fan of yours. I'm going to be supporting you every step of the way. Oh, you're yeah, amazing. You're you, you crack You cracked me up. You're great. <laughs> you cracked me fucking up. Come on. Yeah, awesome. I
2: love it today, man. It's just I went for summer to show up. It's only it's only forty six degrees outside right now. I might as well live in Alaska. Are you, you kidding I'm in New York. When are, you, when are you gonna come to New York?
1: When are we gonna fucking chill? Like what, what what's going on here?
2: Dude, I was I was in New York last weekend. Uh, working yeah, at a K one show. I'm gonna kill you. you I, don't I don't know. I was I was a last minute. Coach cut me a replacement. I like post on my face. Hey, we're going to Lockport, New York. Yeah, to check out the Erie Canal. And I'm almost got in a fight with the hood from from Buffalo. <laughs> that was fun. You
1: know, you're amazing. <laughs>
2: thank,
1: you, thank you so much for gracing me with your presence. And yeah,
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, man. Next time you're in New York, yeah. we're gonna fucking drink it up, and we're gonna fucking live stream it because it's gonna be hilarious.
2: And I, oh, it'd be so um, much better. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> inside. It was getting cold outside. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm a long sleeve and a hoodie. God damn it. Fucking Mother Nature. You cunt. Get the, Jesus.
1: Look out of that cold weather and come back to New York immediately.
2: <laughs> Dude, I'm going down to Florida next weekend. I'll be fucking good.
1: You're going to Florida? Wow. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, I got to go to Bare Knuckle, man. Polly, someone's going to scream and Artem. him. That's what I did the last show. I was growling at him in the back room because we shared a locker room together. Me and Artem did. And uh, he's cool as hell, man. <laughs> he's cool as hell. I he came what? back, showed him by metal, and I growled at him. I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker, what? Irish,
1: what? <laughs> that, you know what? The, the story you about the plane ride about, like, fucking Artem and all those guys on the plane was Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Oh, it's
2: there. Oh, I got a picture of him I'll pass out. That's Das Bach. That's the one that does all (laughs) Conor McGregor's fucking cartoon art and shit. Yeah, they were were some drunk Irish guys. The flight attendants were like, are they all right? I'm like, oh, it's okay. They're Irish. They're staying.
1: You know know what's fucking crazy? So Dylan Danis actually trains over at Hoboken Jiu-Jitsu. And, like, he's a great guy. And I don't know why fucking people bag on him and everything like that. But, like, Dylan Danis super good guy. But, like, he trains... I think all those people in McGregor's Corner are just fucking good guys. I think it's just online misconceptions
2: because people want to sell a plate. What do you think? Um, I don't know, man. They just do whatever they do. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I know. I can, I can tell you, Artem was just there with one coach. Everybody else is just hype people. He was watching the fight. And then, they, and then they come out when he fights. <laughs> you know? <laughs> None no. of their are drama no, no. crapping too. Those are just actors that know how to fight, y'all. They ain't like that all the time. They ain't like that all the time. You'll watch, it's it's like those big events like that, you know, you'll see all the fighters and everybody in the back room and everybody's just hanging out and shooting shit and everything, but boom, boy, those cameras come around the corner, switches start flicking, and ultra, you know, characters come out. <laughs> That's how it works. That's exactly what it is. Like It's like quiet on the set. Boom.
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, so now I'm just coming up with questions because you're bringing up subjects. So like, what do you, what do you feel about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep
2: talking. I don't give a fuck. We're
1: good. all right. Yeah, fuck that too. Uh, Guys, we're going overtime, baby. So like, you know, like, what do you feel about, because I grew up with the respectful days of like Sakuraba, Pride and all that fun stuff. But like, what do you feel about the kind of days where everyone's talking shit to each other? Like, what do you think
2: about that? I think he was just really smart and used, you know, WWF tactics to sell his fight. You know, USC started implementing a lot of that. Um, I mean, shit, Dan Severn's been saying that shit for years. You know, I mean, people have their opinions about, you know, wrestling this. Oh, it's fake and this and that. And, but, but it's so much drama and fucking people love that shit, you know, and it's just a really good, it's a, it's a marketing technique to, you know, make fucking money and it worked, you know. You got people right. that hate it and love it and, you know, I mean, I don't like but, it personally myself, but you definitely. know, that doesn't mean billions of other people don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But personally speaking,
1: like, so, so I always felt like, cause I, besides pro wrestling, cause I dabble in both pro wrestling and MMA, but like I would never should talk an MMA opponent because I know he went through the same journey and the same shit and the same cutting weight and training every day. While having a family and while everything like that, like, that's not my style. I'll never talk shit. I, I find more creative ways to sell. Like, like you find more creative ways, or would you ever enter in that realm where you're going to shit-talk your opponents to sell a ticket?
2: No. No, I don't do that. Yeah, because if it's just to sell tickets, some guys do it to try to get it into their head and like mindfuck them. You know what I mean? It's not always, you know, just about promoting it and making money and everything. It's you know, it's a mental game too on top of it. So uh, you know, I don't do that. I never, I never did. I, I. Uh... I get my popularity with my humor and my witty sense of humor, you know, and my dumb <laughs> shit, <laughs> really, you know, just being me. So, hey, that's cool, but hey, not everybody can do that, and you know, they gotta try to want to be a Conor McGregor. We call it the McGregor effect, us in the yeah. us, us in the biz. We call it the McGregor effect, and a lot of people try to do it that just can't and shouldn't. <laughs> they make themselves look stupid.
1: It, everyone, like you do you watch like, a UFC press conference and everyone's just talking shit to each other and just it seems so unnatural like i I don't like it personally, I never liked it
2: no, I believe in respecting you they I'm gotta sell confident. the show yeah they, uh, they fight in a fucking cage, you know what do you want it's just it's it's show business, it's a business it's entertainment, so you know they're gonna do that they're gonna do that you know the more popular you are, the more dollars you make you know I gotta get paid <laughs> so you know you only fight a couple times a year you just take whatever you can get you know like I get it I don't like it I don't like it either you know I don't I don't watch it I think the last press conference I watched was when he when he was matched to fight Diaz and I just did that because I knew something fucking hilarious would happen but
1: <laughs> fair enough so Sina I appreciate you coming on the show you are one of my favorites You are my favorite gal in the sport, and as a friend, as a fan, thank you so much for coming on, and I really do appreciate it, and we had an amazing conversation, and I always wish you the best in your future endeavors. Was that too much? (laughs) And there it was. Here we go. Sheena Star, everybody, thank you very much for joining me. In an incredible interview with Sheena. She's amazing. I wish her the best in her future career. Um, we just we just shot the shit for like a good fucking hour. I mean, an, an amazing friend to me. I, I'm a fan. You know, I always appreciate her work. And, you know, she's going to do big things, and I can't wait to – she just said that I fucked an L – she just said something to me. (laughs) So, So she just said, fuck, a lot single looks like a car accident up the road. I am sorry for the dead silence, everybody, but I'm responding back to her. Sheena Starr, the amazing Sheena Starr. I appreciate her being on the show. She's always gonna be my good friend, and I'm always gonna be a fan of her. So thank you very much for joining me for this edition of the podcast. Stupid country problems. She just messaged me. Yeah, I, I I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big fan of her. I'm a big friend of her and I'm glad she came on the show. But Going back to uh, some other topics, so before we wrap up the show, so Dream Elite broke our personal sales and internet traffic records in a one-week period in a seven-year history. You guys are fucking crazy, and I fucking love you, and I mentioned a a, a lot before that uh, I'm part of myself. I want to deliver you my best. Last week's episode, I, I said that I always want to give you my best because that's what we deserve. I've been an, a lifelong MMA, boxing, pro wrestling fan. You guys deserve my best, and you know you guys appreciate my best. I, I couldn't be more appreciative towards that. So Thank you very much. We broke records, especially in the seven year company history, for selling these t-shirts, moving these yoga pants and sweatshirts. We only sold one sweatshirt, but like God damn it. We sold more yoga pants and t shirts and everything like that. I appreciate you guys. And I love you guys very, very much. Everyone that tuned in the podcast tonight, thank you so much. Stay tuned for the com. I promise I'll bring you more gear. I promise I'll bring you more good vibes, more videos, more content, more articles. All that fun fucking shit is going to be great. Good times. And um, by the way, so like, uh, Just while I'm on the topic, so I, I got a response last year, okay? Or not last year, but I got a response from last month's epi- – uh, last week's episode, rather, about what I talked about and everything like that. Trust me, it's all good. I believe you guys deserved a response of why Dream Moon Went Dark for two years. And you guys asked a question like, oh, shit, what the fuck have you been doing for two years? So I want to give you an answer and be more uh, the most transparent, as humanly possible. And you know, you guys were like, "Holy shit, I, I can't believe you are that transparent," and I can't believe that that much happened to you. But guys, listen, it's all good in the hood. Trust me on that. Everything's good. Life is good. Life is beautiful. Everyone goes through their own personal things. Everyone goes through their own struggles. You know, like. In the last two year period, my dad, my grandma died a week before Christmas. My dad died three months later, a week before my birthday. I entered into a shitty relationship. I went to total isolation. Try to help out a friend who dicked me over. My employer shut down. I lost a fight. Trust me, my policy in life is that it's all good. What happened from that? I lost a fight, but I came back. And I went back to a fight that I clearly won, even though Joseph thought it was a draw, but a fight that I clearly won. Employer down. what happened? Fucking went from a loan officer to chief operations officer to to the head of operations. You know, like friend that dicked me over, guess what? He's divorced in drug court. I forgive him. You know, he's going through his own shit. Entering into a city relationship, great. So that relationship is over, blocked her ass, and guess what? Now I'm going to be a better boyfriend, be a better husband, whatever comes from it. I'm just going to be a better person. And you know what? With all that considered, grandma and dad are looking down, and they're going to be constantly judging me, constantly looking over my actions, and I'm just going to be constantly a better person every single day. I don't need perfect. I just need progress. But I don't throw pity parties, and the reason why I talked about that last month, not to throw a pity party, but to maybe inspire somebody that's been going through their own shit. You know, I've gone through my own shit. I hope you get out of your own shit. But I went through my own shit. And I felt you guys deserve the most transparent answer as humanly possible. That's how I felt. So that's why I said it. A lot of people were surprised, especially my customers and everything like that. And we broke sales records and and traffic records, but like it's beyond that because I'm a person. I'm not I'm not just somebody that runs a website behind the scenes. I'm an actual fucking person. I don't think I'm special. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't I don't think I'm above anybody. I'm just a guy who's just following my passion. Boom, right there. So I appreciate you listening. I appreciate. You messaged me out and, you know, asking questions and everything like that. But trust me, life is good, and I hope your life is good, period. Very well. So I want to thank everybody for coming on the podcast. I want to thank everybody that listened. I want to thank Sheena Starr for coming on the podcast. Next week is going to be an incredible episode. Just you wait to see who I'm bringing on because I'm bringing on some good motherfuckers on this podcast. It's going to be amazing. You guys are amazing. And I can't stress that enough. If you come on my website, if you listen to this podcast, you are fucking amazing. And I appreciate every single one of you. So with that being said, thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. I'm glad you wrapped up your week with me and with Sheena Starr. And I will see you next week. Have a good night, boys and girls. I'll catch you later.
0: Welcome to Dream Elite Radio, with your host, David Potter. David Potter! Mr. David Potter! David! Way out of ours, <laughs> like M. Well, and if you play play away, the way the way out of ours, like M. Well, and if you play 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 away, the way the way out of ours, like M. Well, and if you play 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 away, the way the way out. That I'm never going to let you go, cause you're a keeper. You're something special, been you said I met you. And I'm never going to let you go, said I'm never going to let you go, cause you're a keeper.